Hello, welcome to the Elevate Your Wellbeing podcast with your host, Rachel Wagstaff, yoga teacher, wellbeing coach, and former snoozeaholic. In this podcast, I'm going to be diving into wellbeing tips and tools to help you feel great daily, just like you deserve to. Hello, welcome to the Elevate Your Wellbeing podcast with me, Rachel Wagstaff. It is wonderful to be here with you today. As always, I'm going to start you off as though we are practicing together in my Rise and Shine Wellbeing membership. So make sure you have got some natural light on you, you have some water. And unless you're out and about doing this whilst you're driving the car or if you're going out for a walk or for a run, make sure you have your journal with you because at the end we will have our journaling prompt for this week. Ah, so if you're listening to this as it goes live, have a nice big exhale like I've just done, a lovely big sigh, that letting go. Ah. Mm, Just connecting with the breath and... I thought I want to dive into in this week's podcast topic is going into a bit of a nervous system reset and regulation because this week's quite incredible. I'm recording this on Monday. The moon's already moved into Virgo, but as we go live with this one, we're going to be moving towards a last quarter moon in the sign of Sagittarius. So we are in that phase of releasing, letting go as we move towards the new moon. Energetically, we might be feeling a bit more depleted. We've also got a huge shift. So as I'm recording this, we're going to have a full moon in Virgo and Saturn is moving out of Aquarius and into Pisces. And this might not mean anything to you, but you might be feeling that energetic shift. Things are changing. And that's what happens when the outer planets like Saturn, uh, which doesn't move very often, it's going to be moving into Pisces and it will be there for three years and it can really, really have a big impact. And I really wanted to talk about this this week as well. And it kind of tickled me as it always does. And I, I swear, hand on heart, I don't look up what what's happening astrologically and think, oh, yeah, that would be a perfect time to talk about this. I was like, what topic do I want to talk about as I hit record? And I've got a whole list of topics that I'm really looking forward to sharing with you. And I just think, oh, that's going to be the one that I'm going to talk about this week. And then we have this alignment. So Saturn moved into Aquarius, March 2020. And since then, the world's not quite been the same, has it? Saturn is all about the teacher. And it can be quite firm, quite strict. Uh, It rolls over things like governments and then we had the sign of Aquarius which it had moved into which is all about freedom and community and we had this massive restriction on freedom and community over the last few years which is really interesting and now we're moving into Pisces and this is the sign that Saturn really isn't at home with because Pisces is all about your emotion your emotional body is represented as the two fishes one swimming in one direction, the other swimming in the opposite direction. And we can see this as the heart and the head. The head wants to go one way and the heart's telling you to go another way. We think we should go in one direction, but we really want to go in the other direction. And we feel this push, pull, push, pull. And this is something I really wanted to dive into today is that 
you know, we we can look at ourselves and this is, I really did feel stuck. If, if any of you over the last few years have really, really felt stuck or like suddenly, you know, the world's completely changed and it's like, what's my place in the world? Where do I belong? And maybe you're just feeling stuck in general. You might be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm just lazy. I'm not motivated. I'm not focused. And it's not that you're any of those. It's you've been in survival mode. We've really been pushed into having to purely survive. And that's what it's been highlighting and teaching us that that alignment of Saturn and Aquarius. We've had this restriction on our freedoms, on being around communities. And now as it's moving, then and I'm it's going to be highlighting you know connecting in and being taught how we can work with our emotions or that emotional body of honoring whether we feel like we should be doing something but actually feeling into what it is that we want to do and really going into that intuition so I wanted to read something out because a friend shared this and I've seen this a few times and I was like this just really sums up what I really wanted to highlight in this week's episode it's you're not lazy you're not unmotivated you're not stuck after years of living in survival you're exhausted you're exhausted there's a difference and it's a recalibration of your nervous system when you finally shift down and out you know we've been in this fight or flight or freeze and when you can shift into this healing alignment this reset of your rest and digest there is literally a physical shift. And that's why that exhale, I'm going to do it again, that ah, that deep, soft sigh really helps you to shift into that rest and digest. And I'm going to go into a few of those as well, but a lot of people might not even understand that they've been in this fight, flight or freeze. You listening, maybe you feel like you've been in stuck or you're feeling like you're lazy, like you should be doing something, but you're just in survival mode that you could literally just about do what needs doing there's just no energy to do anything else maybe you know someone else who's been feeling like this maybe you're aware of it you can pick up on it but they haven't verbalized it to you or maybe they have and rolling on from last week's episode which was no can be the hardest word but your best friend that's where this really comes into play it's, it's honoring the need to say no. You know, when you when you say yes, when you really need to say no, they won't get the best version of you anyway, because you really need to say no. You're like, no, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the motivation. I need to focus on me. This is why self-care is so important. Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is essential. Self-care is essential. So if it's the last couple of years that have really pushed you into this survival mode, or if you're used to the hustle culture, I mean, what a load of rubbish, what a load of crap, the hustle culture, you know, it's like, just do it, do it, do it. And one of the sayings I really, really loathe is, I'll sleep when I'm dead. (laughs) I'll sleep when I'm dead. It's like, no. No, no, no. And I will be talking about this. Um, and I will be talking about this either. I think I'll either do this next week or the week after. 
um haven't decided yet but I do want to talk about sleep sleep is so important and you know saying oh I think when I'm dead no 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 you know, sleep is so important and that's one thing that helps you to reset your nervous system deep deep restful sleep and you know if you're if you've been in survival mode if you're in this hustle culture of bs and you're not able to rest on a deep soul level you're not able to rest and this shifts us into anxiety and depression we have this mental health crisis and the reason is, is that we've been pushed into survival mode we've had to survive we've had to do what we can do to get through what we've been pushed through and what we really need is deep rest what we really need is deep rest and to reset the nervous system. Because we feel like resting isn't productive. And it's not because productive, being productive means you're producing something. And we don't have to be on all the time. We need to have that rest. And this is why when it, you know, when we come to our yoga practice, you don't just go through your full practice until savasana, you know, savasana is going to happen. But savasana literally means corp pose. You're <laughs> dead to the world, as it were. But you need to rest. You need to pause, which is why we have child pose or just sitting. Being with the breath, you're present, you're in your body. So it's honoring to take those moments to pause. And because we've been in survival mode, it hasn't always felt easy to rest. It hasn't felt safe to rest because you're constantly anxious of what's going to be happening next. What is the next thing around the corner? So now is the time to really honor going into a cocoon, your yoga bubble, as I like to call it, your meditation bubble. And it's knowing this process can take time because we've been in that survival mode. We've been in the fight or flight or freeze mode of our nervous system and it's time to shift out of it. So we're going to have a little go with that right now on the podcast. So be mindful if you are out and about, if you're driving or you might find somewhere that you can pull over or if you're out sort of walking or running, you might just pause if you can, and just be really present with the breath. Inhaling through the nose. Exhaling softly out of the mouth. Mm. Nice soft sigh. Inhaling through the nose. Exhaling out of the mouth. And if you feel the urge to yawn, let it happen. Let it happen. I do love this. In the yoga classes I teach, I've just been teaching a well-being day as well this weekend. And I always encourage people to yawn. And in, in my yoga classes, I joke, I call it the yawn award, whoever I catch first on screen <laughs> yawning. And we feel 
you know, we've, we've been taught it's rude, isn't it? It's rude to yawn or at least cover your mouth or you're, you know, I'm boring you because you're yawning clearly. But actually it means you're around someone. Right, there are there are occasions when it can happen. There are other reasons why that can that can set you off into a yawn. But a lot of the times it means you're around someone who calms your nervous system that you feel safe to yawn. Yawning is a really simple way of moving into your parasympathetic nervous system that rest and digest. So by winding down in your evening, by having an evening routine, and I know I talk a lot on here about morning routines, but I will be shifting into some evening routines. Like I said, I want to start talking and highlighting sleep as well. By shifting into your evening routine, whether that's through meditation, focusing on the breath. So we've just done a few rounds of exhaling softly out of the mouth, finding that soft thigh. And if that's encouraged you to yawn, that's allowing the mind and the body to shift into that mindset, that nervous system regulation of like, okay, it's safe for me to relax. And by yawning and by going into that soft thigh, you're lengthening your exhale. And that's the sign that your body knows you can move into rest and digest by working through the vagus nerve. And this is the nerve that's connected to the base of the brain and then connects to every single organ in your body. So depending on how your organs are reacting to what's going on around you, so if your heart rate's fluttering, if your breath is short and sharp, if you're feeling sort of nervous bangs or butterflies or your stomach's dancing, then your body's going to be like, oh, okay, we, we've got to be alert. But when your breath is slow, when your heart rate is at that resting heart rate and your body feels calm, this signals to your mind to switch into that rest and digest. So if you are rushing up in the morning, this is why morning routine is so important. If you're rushing in the morning and you quickly have something to eat or drink, you're not in rest and digest. So it doesn't digest properly in this, in your stomach. Then you're rushing into the rest of the day. If you don't have time for lunch or you don't make enough time for lunch. So when you are eating, you're quick, you know, you're, you're rushing, you're scoffing down your food and your body's still in that fight, flight or freeze. So you're not going to digest it. Do you actually sit down and relax when you're eating your evening meal? Or again, do you rush it because you just want to rush through the evening, get everything done just so you can collapse on the sofa? So moving slowly with purpose really helps. Working on being present with the breath really helps. Slowing down the exhale, lengthening your exhale really helps switch on that rest and digest. Allowing your body to relax and yawn means you're moving into that rest and digest. How you hold your body is another one as well. So I've already mentioned about collapsing onto the sofa. So are you collapsing and washing your belly area? So you're squashing the organs. And I always relate this to when I'm on the 
underground in London and you're on the busiest train possible and you're crammed in like sardines. Doesn't feel good. And that's kind of how I visualize it with the organs when you're not sitting properly and you're squashing all your organs. Then, yeah, they're not going to feel happy, are they? So they're not going to go into rest and digest. So checking in right now, how are you sitting? Are you slouching? Are you collapsing? Or can you sit up tall? And a lot of people, when I get them to do this in a yoga class, they're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. Because your body will start to hold itself in how you always hold it. So if you always hold your body in a collapsed and squashed way, your body will try and help you and go, well, this is how you always are. So let's just help hold you here all the time. So when we try something that isn't normal or isn't currently normal, it can feel uncomfortable. And this is where things like power poses come into play with checking in with how you're sitting and how you're standing can make a big difference on your mindset. And another beautiful way to move into rest and digest are practices like meditation, which encourage you to be present with the breath. Practices like journaling, because you can dump whatever's going on in your mind out onto the page. So that could be part of your evening routine to wind down, be present in the body with a meditation practice. Even if it's just focusing on the breath. It could be opening a notebook, your journal, and just writing whatever's on your mind. If you're someone who doesn't sleep very well because your mind is constantly busy, like you've got a million tabs open on your computer screen, for example, if that's how it feels in your mind, write everything down because then you're not going to forget it because it's right there, and then you could fall asleep. You could then do the same in the morning, waking up and having a little practice of meditation, being present in the body, checking in with how you're feeling. Did you sleep deeply or was your sleep restless? And as you reflect on that, you can then take that to your journal and then ask how you want to be for the rest of your day. So is this how I want to feel? No, what can I do about it? Could you go into a gratitude practice? And this is how this can ripple out into the rest of your day. So no, you're not lazy. You're not motivated. Because you're just stuck in survival mode. And it's just honoring that this is going to take time to come out of. And as I was saying, when we're moving into that sign of Pisces, it's about getting in touch with our emotions, getting in touch with our emotional body. And embodying that meditation, journaling can really help you. Moving your body can help you, whether that's yoga, whether that's running. There's so many different ways that you can do this that will work for you. Or another practice that could be quite fun is to dance. Get up and move your body, literally shake it out. If you've got a reformer, a little a rebounder, uh, like a, a little mini trampoline that you can jump on for a few minutes every single day really helps to reset your nervous system just to shake it out moving a muscle can really change a feeling so don't be harsh on yourself 
You've been in survival mode and that's okay. If you're feeling tired, it's time to go into a deep rest and allowing yourself to rest, allowing yourself to honor that's where you're at. So as we wrap up this week's practice, this week's podcast, get your journal and your prompt for this week is how can I slow down and be more present? How can I slow down and be more present? So if you're always rushing, we were talking about this on the well-being day, that realizing that as soon as the alarm goes off, are you rushing into your day, rushing through breakfast, rushing to get to work, rushing to get it all done, rushing so much that there's no time for lunch, rushing to get the rest of the day done so you can ironically rush to yoga to slow down. So how can you be more present and slow down in the moment? Because ironically, when you slow down, you actually speed up. We slow down, we speed up because we're not rushing to the next moment. So how can you slow down and be more present? Even if you're like, I don't have time for a morning routine. You give yourself a minute in the shower. If you're already doing something else, your habit stacking. If you're in the shower, Put a timer on for a minute and just be present with the breath. Be present with the sensation of the water on your skin. Be present with the smell, the fragrance of your shampoo or your, your body wash. So give yourself that, that moment to pause, to slow down and be present. How can you be more present if you're going for a walk? Notice what's around you. We did this on the well-being day. It was like, come back and say what you saw. When we were all reflecting on, yeah, I saw that. Or did you see this? Yes, but it was like this. Someone moved it. When you're eating your food, notice the textures, the colours, the flavours, being present. How can I slow down and be more present? So thank you for joining me. I'd love to know if any of those practices have worked for you. How were you feeling at the beginning of this podcast episode? How are you feeling now? Are there any of these practices that you go to on a regular basis, daily, weekly, or as these little reminders as you get them from people like myself or other teachers or coaches that you work with? If you have got any questions, do reach out. My details are in the show notes. You can get in touch through email or Instagram is usually the easiest way to get in touch via social media. If you have any topics I've already gone over that you would like me to go into in more detail, do let me know. This is for you. And I do really enjoy recording these episodes for you. And it's lovely to get your feedback. So do let me know. And if you'd like to join the Rise and Shine Wellbeing membership, the details are in the show notes. Or if you'd like to work one-on-one, -on -one, you can book me as a wellbeing coach. At the moment, I have slots open for just a few one-to-one -one slots or sessions each month. And once you book in for that, it's a 90-minute, an hour and a half session. I then open up my private diary. So you can extend that for three-month or six-month coaching. But it's only open to people who do the initial 90 minutes. 
with me. And all of that is in the show notes for how you can book or if you would like some more information. It would be lovely to see you in my community and to work with you more closely. But otherwise, have a wonderful week. And I look forward to chatting with you next week.